Hey y'all, I hope everyone is doing well. My name is Dr. Nina, your host for the Now That's Life podcast. I'm a licensed psychologist and tenured professor creating content to help you along your personal and professional journey. I share stories from my own life and things I've learned to help you live a happier, healthier life. Today, we're going to revisit some of the classics from my YouTube channel. These are some ideas and life experiences I think everyone should hear, not just my YouTube audience. And remember, if you enjoy this content or found it useful, please consider leaving a review. Positive reviews are your way of telling the algorithm that this content is worth listening to. Now, with that said, let's dive in. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Nina, and I'm so excited about today's conversation because so many of you guys asked me about how to stop caring what other people think of you. And you've also asked me how come I have no left to give. And I do. However, even the most admirable of us, I feel like in our past, our present, or even our future, it's unrealistic to believe that things that people say or think of you will never affect you. So you're not alone. But what I will say is it becomes highly unhealthy when you start to allow that to dictate where you go in life and what you do and the decisions you make, especially when those comments or opinions come from strangers and people who don't really care about you or know you. Now, I will say I've been blessed with a wonderful tribe of friends and family that will check that when the time is right and also when I'm not thinking clearly. And I know that's not true for everyone, but I will be talking about that today, how to absolutely build your tribe to have that. So how exactly do we stop caring what other people think about us? And what about those nagging negative and mean comments and messages and things that people have to say to us? And why do we nearly let that destroy us? Many of you all have described me as shameless, fearless, brave, and bold, but I will say I've come a long way, baby. From the adopted kid from St. Louis, Missouri and Memphis, Tennessee, single parent raised, church of God in Christ, a Kojic kid, talkative, artistic, music playing, rapping, singing, silly, the class clown who went on to gain weight, lost over 100 pounds, an amazing personality, beat the odds and persevered to gain a great network, education, a great career, social popularity, professional popularity, confidence in any room, great friendships, and now an excellent relationship. It sounds perfect, right? Wrong. I've been through so much to get here, I couldn't possibly tell the whole story. But the gracefulness that y'all see now before you has come from those learning experiences and how it helped me to grow. Now this topic also came up because of the soon release of my mentorship membership program. And I've been really reflecting on my life heavy, y'all. I have a great friend and a school classmate that's known me since I was like 13 years old who posted this on my Facebook wall. She said, I'm watching Becoming. And it made me think about how Nina Ellis Hervey went through the same thing. Who was it, the guidance counselor or teacher as like Michelle Obama and basically told her how she wouldn't amount to anything. Oh, but look at them now, my daughter's role models. In high school, I don't think I've really ever shared this with you guys. I was told that I wouldn't make it very far. Put it that way. I like to say that no man or woman can stop your blessings. And I appreciate where I've come from. And today I wanna talk about those things that have helped me get there. So y'all make sure you get your popcorn, your tea, your wine, or your water. Cause we're gonna have a nice conversation today. So the first thing I think many of us don't understand the value of. Take some time to get to know yourself. And I don't know, possibly learn to trust yourself. I think one of the things that many of us fail at, including myself in the past, is not knowing what we want. What are our desires? 
desires. I'm a spiritual person, so I pray. What have I prayed about? What have I heard answers to? What's important to me? And we'll roll with the punches and be around here doing what other people want us to do. We don't even know what we like. We don't even know where we like to go, our dislikes, none of that. And what I had to learn to do was to set myself apart from groups. Learn to be by myself. I like to conserve my space and energy. I also don't like everyone in my space. And I don't like other people trying to make me open up my space to other people. I'm very susceptible to energy, to people's moods. And I know that about myself. Sometimes it takes going through the hard parts and knowing what you dislike and like about yourself even in order for you to become more conscious on you. You can't pick other people to be in your life that are good for you, that you actually do care what they think, unless you really do understand and know you. And furthermore, I think we like to talk about this self-love thing, and y'all know I do too. However, the first step to that is being able to be alone with yourself, to understand your thoughts, to understand your wants, your needs, and not let anybody trick or manipulate you out of that. And I did that when I was young. I did that where I allowed people to tell me what I would want, what I want to do, and, and how I should do it, and how important it was that I did it a certain way. But I will tell you guys, when I became more clear on what I wanted and I could articulate that, people respected it more. And that is a big part of how we determine where we're headed next and the people we bring into our lives. Learn to trust yourself, hear your own thoughts, be clear on them, and it's okay to receive some opinion. However, they better be from people that you trust and who know you. Now this next one is interesting because I think a lot of our parents from our childhood, they mean well, but they don't always teach us the essence of the fact that everybody won't like you. Learn to work on understanding that and accept it. I observed that some groups I just didn't fit in. I was picked on. I think I told y'all that. I was picked on. I was a smaller kid. I talked a lot. I had a lot of hair on my head. And it was this thing where sometimes I was a magnet for ridicule, whether I was opening my mouth or not, but usually my mouth was open and baby, I could pop off easy. Do you hear me? I always had a joke. In the first grade, I freaking locked myself in a locker on a bed. I was that kid. I didn't always have people that liked me, but I always had, when I look back, I was blessed to have at least that small group that got me and, and they cared about me. Everybody's not supposed to be your friend. And so that taught me to be selective and also realize that I couldn't expect for other people to like me. I knew even at a young age, I didn't like certain people. I didn't like certain teachers. I didn't like certain people in my community. I didn't like certain people around me. But somehow we teach people that we should like everybody and everybody should like us. But that ain't the truth. And it's okay. Everybody ain't meant to be a part of your inner circle. You don't want that. You don't want that kind of heat. You don't want that kind of smoke. There were people that didn't like Mother Teresa, Mandela, the Pope. And heck, we know they ain't like Jesus. So what makes us any different? I had to really let go of being a perfectionist and realizing that life is just not perfect. I used to believe that if you did things a certain way from A to Z, then you were always going to get the perfect result. And that's not true at all. As we know, you can't copy anybody's remedies and get the exact same result. When I was losing all that weight, I couldn't expect for my body to look like somebody else's in the same weight category. It just wasn't gonna work like that. Even though I was my biggest critic, I've eased up on that little Odie. It's more important that your journey, while it might include a lot of different detours, a lot of different places that you have to go, a lot of different things you might have to do, other than what this perfect formula says, then you're just fine. And something I've taught you guys about before is my method and model, fail. 
fall and immediately learn. You need to fail sometimes in order to understand what it feels like to really have to dust yourself off and try again. And a lot of times when you keep proving to yourself that you can get through not being perfect, then the stuff that people have to say about you don't hit you as hard. Through those failures, you're building scabs. Just like when you fail when you was a little kid or when you grown, if you mean you clumsy, that's going to make it less of a pain when someone else has something to say about you because you like, okay, I don't already got over that. I'm fine, I got a little scab but it'll heal and it's okay to meet a bump in the road but it's what you do with it and it's how you get over it and get through it and make it to your final destination. The next thing is when you think you've looked over your life and you've spent that time with yourself and you're having trouble sorting it all out or even when you think you don't have trouble sorting it all out, go to therapy. It's still a wonderful thing to do because you have someone that's not invested in the outcome of the actions that you have either way. They're just an objective ear and someone who has been trained to work well with people and also to be able to hear and be non-biased about their issues and their problems. As a psychologist that goes to a therapist, I've been in therapy straight now for seven years. I did two years before that at another time in my life. And what I've realized from therapy is it's a great place even when you're not in the midst of a crisis. It just keeps you level-headed. It also helps you to hear a voice that's not your family member, that's not your best friend, that's not someone that wants you to do something a certain way. And it also helps you to see things you missed because a lot of the issues that we have believe it or not came from childhood I'm just fine with having a therapist that works well for me that helps to keep me self-aware and arms me with great skills to help keep me grounded and level-headed and also making decisions for me and not seeking outside validation it's to take the meat and leave the bones learn how to leave the non-constructive criticism where it is when it does not apply but also take in that constructive criticism and learn to hear what people are actually telling you. When you're just so hard up to be so defensive, anytime someone has something to say to you, it's very hard to make changes. You have to get feedback in order to make change. I have mentors. I have my mother. I have my friends. I have layers of people. I have associates and colleagues. Even my students that write reviews on me for the university, they're not always 100% positive. Mostly they are, but I've learned to take the meat of those and leave the bones because even with the comments, that aren't as positive, there may be something in there that can help me to be or perform better. Okay, same thing with YouTube. People don't come on here to be politically correct or say things to me that are nice all the time, but you know what I do? I read them, I giggle. But some of it, I learn how to translate it and hear what's really being said to me. And you know what? That also can make you a little more empathetic, I didn't say sympathetic, to people when they say things to you out of their own fears. I stopped reacting so quickly and becoming so defensive when people didn't believe in what I was doing because if they had never shown that they didn't believe in anything they were doing, how could I trust? that they could ever believe in anything that I was doing. It's not like they were giving me real advice on something else to do. They were just telling me what I couldn't do. Why would I get upset about it? You can show better than you tell. When people talk to you, they're talking to you from their own stance, from their own criticisms, from their own life experiences, from their own traumas. And so when you learn to filter those things and when you learn to work through those things, you're less likely to get all bent out of shape about every opinion that someone else has about you, whether negative or positive. And while we own it, a lot of the non-constructive fully negative stuff that people say about you that doesn't seem to totally apply, especially when you already know yourself. A lot of times it's about them, not about you. I can remember at a time where I was losing massive amounts of weight. And I can remember people saying to me like, well, don't you think your head is getting really big? Oh my God, you're spending so much time at the gym and you really eating like that? 
it wasn't me. It was them feeling guilty for some of the decisions and the behaviors they were engaging in. Sometimes seeing me was a reflection of what they were not doing. I was serving as a good mirror for them. Those very same people wanted some kind of change, but they didn't know how to express that. And so the only way to express that at the time was to tell me what I shouldn't be doing. I heard people say things like when I would come home for Thanksgiving dinner, hello, you gonna be in school? Oh my God. But those very same people when I graduated was screaming it from the rooftops and saying things like, I wish I had worked on something that I wanted. What my journey represented to them was somebody that stuck to something. It helps you to move on quickly because you know yourself, you trust yourself, and you understand where they're coming from. So you can move forward without stressing yourself out. Y'all, while we're talking about what other people think, I wanted to read quickly some of the comments that you all left over on my community wall about caring a lot about what people think. And BC says, I live in a predominantly white town and the pressure is so much sometimes. I always feel like I'm performing and honestly, I'm sick of it. Just want to stop caring so I can be free to be me. I can totally understand that. First of all, I went to a predominantly white institution for undergrad to get my PhD. Also my pre-doc, my post-doc, everything I've ever done, even my current place of work. Sometimes there is that pressure to, you know, fit in with dominant society or for people to make you feel like you have to be a certain way. And let me tell you this. One thing that I've learned is in building building tough skin is that it's okay to be me. It's okay to have to code switch sometimes. And what I mean by that is no matter who you are, everywhere you go, you can't be the same person. I can't go to the bar and act like I act at the bar at work. I can't act like I do at work, like I do at church. And that doesn't mean you have to change who you are in order to benefit others. It just means that think of yourself as how you want to portray yourself in your workplace, in your school place, in your church place, wherever it is you go and be that stick with that who you are should shine through but also realize what elements of you will be quieter in a place and what elements of you will be louder and I think that's important someone here says never feeling good enough because of past trauma not enough good friends sisters person etc add to that the fear of rejection and low self-esteem and you have someone who needs years of therapy honey we all hear you on this one going back to square one and dealing with the trauma you're talking about, really confronting yourself about that. And I think that's also a good step even before going to therapy, because sometimes in therapy, what's best is to also know some things about yourself. What do you feel are your issues before you go in, before you let somebody else tell you what they feel is going on with you or to add into the discussion of what might be going on. Um, it's okay to have traumas, we all do. Even those of us that say we don't, something has traumatized us in the past. We might not count it, but something has bothered us it has stuck with us and it has affected us and so don't feel alone in that don't be ashamed of that and realize that if you get a good therapist those are going to be people that are trained to work with that and that are not going to be biased due to the problems that you've had in the past and I have another one I'm going to read when I was younger I was being molested when I finally came out with that truth in middle school my mom became angry with me and called me a liar it wasn't until recently that I realized I'm a pushover and I don't want to make people upset or change their views of me if I speak up for myself. The trauma of it shows up in my friends and past romantic relationships because I sugarcoat and I don't speak up in hopes of keeping them happy with me. And let me say this, I commend you for being able to speak up on this because more people than we know have trauma, past traumas dealing with sexual abuse. When you get into that people pleaser mode, and I think a lot of us, even without that trauma per se, can say this, I've been a people pleaser. I think one of the biggest things is for us to realize that so that when people try to manipulate us, 
we can set a different tone. I think one of the biggest things too is looking at people truly for who they are. Who is trying to manipulate you when they know you want to please? And then also, let me tell you something. The way you build that thick skin, honey, that first no, that second no, that third no, ooh, you get your mojo. Y'all ever play Super Mario Brothers? It's like the more you say no, the bigger you get with one of the mushrooms. Children might not know what I'm talking about. You have to continue to hold yourself accountable. You seem very self-aware. So you already know what the issue is here. Now practice saying no and realize that most people, when you say no, they find some other solution anyway. They're gonna be okay. It's not gonna immediately kill them or harm them, but it can harm you. And who are you gonna pick? You or another person? And y'all, I couldn't read all of these comments because I plan to do a podcast on this as well. So these are gonna be included in that podcast. Here's another one. I've been bullied most of my life, received negative comments from friends and family. Always been available for support, but energy isn't reciprocated. I guess I wanna make a good impression, but I have bad impressions of myself because of how I've been treated. You cannot allow the problems of other people to dictate the rest of your life. Then you'll live with regrets. And so what I've learned from situations is yes, maybe I have accepted less than what I deserve. Maybe I have allowed people to treat me badly, but today I'm changing that, right? Today you can change that. You don't have to keep with that same behavior and people don't have the right to treat you badly either. But you have to teach people your boundaries. You have to learn what those are and you have to stick with them. And honestly, removing people from your life that don't reciprocate the energy that you give can be the best thing that you do because it can make room for those who will reciprocate your energy. Y'all, the next thing is to question your thoughts and operate in reality. And especially when you're seeking validation from people, let's say it's a guy you're dating, let's say it's a family member, your boss. What is real and what is fake? Fact is different from what I think or feel. What we think or feel is not always true. What someone else thinks or feel is usually not always true. What has really happened here that everyone else could see or experience? And what is it that I interpreted or felt? You're able to really start to think, you know what, that ain't even worth my response. It takes some practice. And dwelling in reality is much harder than what people believe. So I usually have to think about what's fact and reality and what is what I interpreted what I'm about to respond to. And a lot of times when you do that, you'll hold your tongue and you'll care less about the situation and what it can cost you for having something to say that it might harm you for the long run. Is that a lot of times the people that have something to say about you, whether negative, too overly negative or never really positive, a lot of times those people want to help you to see them as an authority. They might want your attention and they might want you to like them. Sometimes we pop off or we jump off or we're we're having a big problem with what people say about us when they only just talking because they want you to think highly of them. They might see us as threatening or impressive or someone that they have to like big up all the time. Does everybody deserve a response from you just because they think they smarter than you or just because they think they know more than you? No, half the time those people don't even listen to nobody. So you responding back to them ain't gonna help the situation. I believe in the nice nasties of life. Thank you. Off says, okay, you know, after they said this long paragraph speech of what you should do and how you should do it, thank you. Don't even dignify that with a whole paragraph back. Thank you is enough and it says it all. You've gotten free information that you can take the meat from or leave the bones and now you can move on. It doesn't make it true. It doesn't mean that you have to apply it to your journey or what you're planning to do, but it does help you to become a person that has restraint. And it also keeps you from getting worked up about something somebody said that they're not gonna even remember they said five minutes from now. 
The next thing I had to do was to really learn who to be vulnerable with and who to be open with and also who to be a little bit more close with and who deserved that and who did not. Let me tell you, when we walk around and we wear our hearts on our sleeves and we tell everybody everything, we open ourselves up to all these opinions. We open ourselves up to possibly not making it to our destinations on our journeys because we allow somebody else to interfere. We're asking for it. There are people at my workplace that don't know everything about me and they shouldn't. Some of my family members don't totally know everything about me and I'll tell you why. Even though I'm here on YouTube and this platform, my friends will tell you I'm very in control of the things I share and I don't. Why? Because you don't even need to open yourself up to the opinions of others. Sometimes we put ourselves in a position where we're asking for. We're asking for the darts to be thrown. We're asking for the people to knock us off of our thinking. We're asking to be distracted. I mean, at certain points of my life, I would say that I would ask people everything from like who I should date, what I should wear, what I should do. Y'all, that is so tiring. Nobody can tell you what you want, what you should do, or what you shouldn't do. And when you're too open to everything, you're gonna be confused about everything because everybody has a different opinion. And let me tell you something. It's some foolish people out there that just tell you stuff to see if you'll do it. So if they find out they got you in the palm of their hands because whatever they tell you to do, you go and do, they gonna know they can manipulate you at the drop of a dime, okay? You can't allow people to have that much control over you, which goes back to step one. When you know yourself, you won't allow so many people to have a say and impose on every little thing in your life. When you make yourself too open to the wrong people, you will receive exactly what comes to you. And not everybody deserves that from you. There should be a select few people that get that from you. And you should be very clear on who they are because that can really change the path and the course of your life. So another thing I had to do that might seem like common sense was to ask myself, do I even like these people who don't like me or that I'm trying to impress? It's so easy for us to get caught up in someone saying something negative that we haven't even considered the source. A person that has never seen the things that you have seen or done the things that you have done and yet you're trusting them with something so sacred. Instead of you getting defensive about every negative thing a person has to say, consider who it's coming from. Now, if my mentor has something constructive, notice I I said constructive. Constructive for me, that's the person I'm gonna listen to. But if it's some random on the internet, I'm sorry. I'm Okay. You have to realize who's for you, who wants the best for you, who has your back, and who's really just talking. Because some people just talk just because they know they can and they know people are listening. And they know people like you are very sensitive to what they have to say and that you're gonna take it in. Sometimes that gives people so much power and especially if they can get you to do what they want you to do and manipulate you, then they know they got somebody they can somewhat control. If you don't even like the person or they don't even fit in your life one way or the other, stop listening. So y'all, the next one is removing negativity from your life and fast. You know, there's certain people that you get around that you know their time has met an expiration date. They like spoiled milk. However, you keep them around. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to do something wrong to them. You don't want to step on their toes. You don't want to make them feel bad. But yet, they step on your toes. They make you feel bad. They hurt your feelings. How is this a good relationship? I remember there were people I would hang around that would literally drain me. Even if it wasn't just about me, the way that they talked about other people never made me feel good. So it never made me feel protected in a relationship with them. How could I trust that they cared about me, which is gonna make me feel bad, right? Because if I thought I could trust them and I found out I can't, I need to take this information seriously. Everybody in your life don't deserve full access. When you go to a concert or a gathering, which most of us 
us ain't going to for a while now. You have different levels of tickets and the more you pay, the closer you sit. But there's ever so many tickets for every level. What kind of values are important to us in a person as well? When you're around people and they drain you and then furthermore, they have negative things to say about you, what is that gonna do for you? That's not helping you at all. And we have to start to listen to these things and figure out what's working for us and what's not and what's working against us and who's for us and who is not y'all. It will change your life. Another thing is realizing that your life is precious and you only get one chance at it. When I realized that time passes you regardless of what you do with it, it's still gone. You can't buy it back. Ain't no reneges. We ain't playing spades. When I realized that I was like, you know, I'm not going to sit around and really focus on all the negativity or the things that people have to say about me. Now, what I will do is build a place that is trusted, have people in my life around me and surround me that want me to do better. They want me to win. Those people won't always have something positive to say. You don't want any yes men. That's not what I'm saying to you, but genuine people in your space that you can actually consider what they have to say. Some of these people we consider should never be considered. Some of these people we count in should be counted out. And so when I realized that people were taking up space and also feeding my head with negativity while they were in my space, meaning that they they could say something negative to me and it could affect me for the rest of the week. This person ain't even thought about what they said the next day. Yet I'm spending my life worried about something that they said that they don't even remember. It's not worth it. And when I realized that, it changed a lot of things. This time in this life is going to pass you by regardless of what you do with it. I might as well spend the time working out, taking care of my body, taking care of my mind, my soul, taking care of my spirituality, my heart, my relationships, and not waste it on foolery. And people who don't know me, and it's not saying that you think you're better than someone it's just saying that you realize where you fit and where you don't and that comes with knowing yourself now this next one is to make sure that you trust and believe in a few opinions but the rest can go because there was someone very special in my life a great aunt when I was younger and I started getting chunky she would make comments about my weight I didn't think at the time that she meant any harm she just wanted me to be healthy and sometimes those things don't always come out the most tactful people when I lost all the weight then she said I gotten too small. You know, there was no happy medium, right? It was like, why did you lose so much? People don't even realize how much something they say can affect you, even from your youth. It's like she automatically forgot that I was heavy and she talked about that so much that when I got smaller, I realized people gonna have something to say regardless of what you do. Whether you choose to eat more or eat less, whether you choose to wear a dress or wear pants, whether you choose to work here or work there, people are gonna have something to say. And what you realize that everybody has an opinion and they're entitled to have that, then you'll learn to coexist with those opinions. Everybody don't owe you to be nice. Everybody don't even owe you to be kind. And I had to realize that even from your own family, their opinions can factor in and they can be harmful. And they may not even remember what they said but it's up to us to keep a level mind and a level head and to also think about what we want from a situation hear what they say understand what it is move forward from it see what we can take from it and move on that's it. The next thing is to find your real tribe and real people to lean on. I've had a lot of the same friends since I was like six years old, eight years old, 13 years old, from 20 years old, 21 years old, and 25 years old. I have a few others that were in between that. Even with that group, we've learned to build boundaries with one another, even my mother. My mother even knows what she should comment on and what she shouldn't, <laughs> what things to know about me and what she doesn't. What I've learned about building that tribe is we have like minds. 
minds. We support one another. There's this level of respect where I can tell you things that I don't like, but I will also tell you things that I do like. I've also learned enough about you to understand how you take things in and how I should speak with you respectfully. Good friends and good people you can actually listen to don't just come to you. My mentor, I had to actually reach out, find out how I could help her with things in order for her to be able to help me, right? So I wanted to help her expand on her business, her life, but she also taught me in return and we became friends and colleagues. I've had friendships with people where I had to work on those friendships and relationships. I had to actually invest in them. I had to make sure I spent time with them. I had to really trial and error, see what worked for us and what didn't. What do we have in common and what we don't. Also being vulnerable and open so that you can know who's for you and who's not. Sometimes you're gonna have to take shots in order to figure out what's the best for you. And what I mean by that is that's not always downs, but sometimes you have to share with people to be able to help them open up as well. You have to place yourself in the places where you want to be. If you want a more spiritual relationship with God, then maybe you should go to the place where people commune to talk to God. But are they having online Bible studies? Are they communing in other ways? We are expecting people to build relationships with us that we're not willing to sacrifice for. And a lot of the friendships that I've had, we've had ups and downs, honey. Yes, we've had fights, we've had arguments, We've had other things and that also comes with understanding and sometimes it was for opinions that we didn't agree with But we've learned to respect one another and realize that we're not going to always agree But that's a part of life and it's for us to be able to navigate that But also build a tribe that's going to tell us about ourselves when we're wrong And also when we're right and we should accept that and understand that so y'all I hope today's video has been beneficial Realize that it's hard to really not care what other people think about us, but it's not impossible And I think that there's a middle ground there's key people in your life that should be around that you know you can trust with opinions whether they're positive or just a little bit more constructive in nature you got to really seek the people out that you should be listening to and learn how to filter out the ones that you shouldn't I want to thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And look, if you made it here, I want you to know I appreciate your time and your attention. And if you found this to be enjoyable or useful, go ahead and leave a review. I would love to hear how your experience has been different or similar to mine. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family members, especially if you know they'll benefit as well. Now, I hope to have you back here again next week. Beautiful brown baby doll. Peace.